This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm. Because if you can tell me what your habits are, I can tell you what sort of a person you are. I can tell you what your future looks like. But like I always say, life is 10% what happens to you. It's 90% what you do about it. The people who are most effective in the workplace believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past. When people don't believe that their future is going to be bigger than their past, they begin to disengage. You're listening to The Circuit of Success, a podcast dedicated to helping you achieve success in every facet of life. Only on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Now, your host, Brett Gilliland. Welcome to the Circuit of Success. I'm your host, Brett Gilliland. And today I've got my good buddy, Dan Laurie. Dan, what's up, buddy? How are you? Doing well. How are you doing, Brett? I'm good. It's good to see you in the uh, our St. Louis office of Visionary Wealth Advisors. It's, uh, Absolutely. Glad weird to be Weird times here. we're in here in 2020, isn't it? Yeah, it's been a little interesting. We're uh, I'm probably in the office maybe once or twice a week, but mainly working from home. You know, thankfully kids are back in school, yeah. but it's just been, you know, kind of a whirlwind the last six months, you know, having yeah. kids stay at home. And now they're, like I said, they're back trying to figure out, you know, how do we see clients and just our, our daily lives? It's very interesting. It's definitely interesting. Yeah, I was at home this morning. I, I was going to stay home for most of the day and do these Zoom calls, but I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm like, and all my kids are gone, everything like that. But it's just I needed a change of scenery after you know a weekend at home, and it's good to get sure. back in the office and get the work clothes on and and head on in. So, well, I know, man, we, you and I have been talking a lot, and uh, I know you just spoke to a, a large group about some of this stuff. But is is ending the year strong and then starting 2021? Right, we're both very passionate sure. about that. And I think today, just want to have a conversation with you. Uh, we'll both kind of share and, and rap about some ideas and what we've done over the years to be successful and, and try to finish strong, but start strong. I think that's critically important. Wouldn't you agree? Love it. Totally agree with that. Awesome. So let's um, let's do this. I know, again, you spoke last week or two weeks ago to a, to a group. I know virtually, obviously, when I say to a large group, but maybe what are some of the things that Dan Laurie thinks about when you are thinking about ending the year strong this year? Uh, what are some things that you do toward the end of the year for planning? Yeah, Brett, I think it's usually just around having a system. I think for me, I've used a 12-week year a lot. And so I'm on my last 12-week year. So I think for folks out there, what's the system that you're using every single day, having that, whether it's 12-week year, you know, again, the the first firm I was at, we had a, a very specific system to how we used. And then the other thing is just tracking it on a consistent basis. I just see a lot of people who, you know, that, maybe they have these goals out there, but they don't track it, right? A month could go by, right? And we don't do anything about it. And uh, we wake up and we say, well, I still got 11 months to do it versus having a system and tracking it every single day or every single week or every single month and then going out and executing that. So I think, you know, for us, it's just having that goal in place and then tracking it on a consistent basis. So I know that I've got, you know, about seven weeks left here in the year and I've got some very specific goals of, of what I want to accomplish and I think the other thing that you've talked about this and I've, I've really, uh, you know, celebrated and I've, it's something that I've done on a consistent basis, the focus 90. I mean, that's something that, you know, you and I can go back and forth on that, but for me, it's okay. I, I get up and I'm, I'm reading 20 minutes, you know, I'm journaling for 30 minutes. You know, I've got one client call that I'm doing. I've got, you know, a potential referral partner I'm calling. I'm writing three handwritten notes. So I've got a system to what I'm doing every single day. And so that's another thing that's, that's helping me, you know, within that 12 week year. 
Yeah. And I think that's huge, Dan, because I mean, that's for me, you know, being, being busy and all this stuff as I'd find at the end of the day, I'd come home and be like, wow, I felt like I worked my butt off all day long, but yet what did I really achieve in that day? And so that's why, you know, I created the 90 minute focus is because for me, I wanted to know if I win that 90 minutes in the morning, I'm going to win the rest of the day, right? Because sure. the things I put into that 90 minutes aren't just things that are just going to happen. They're things that I want to do that I know that I'm at my best spot. I'm being the best version of myself. And where if I'm in the best version of myself, then I can be the best leader, right? The best husband, the best dad, the best whatever, best financial advisor. I'm in a better spot when I'm doing that. And I think it's critically important to our day. And so I think most people though, what I'd want to just chat about this is as many times as I've told people about Focus 90, I always get the pushback of, well, yeah, you don't understand though. Like when I get in the office, I got to do A, B, C, and D. And I always say back, I'm not saying that you don't have to do A, B, C, and D, but I also believe that you don't have to have A, B, C, and D done at 7.30 or 8 in the morning, whatever it is you walk in the office. Some of those things can wait. So how sure. do you challenge that? Yeah, I think, again, you just set up your day however you want it to work best. So, again, when I'm really in that focus night, when I, I did it at the beginning of the year, fell off in the middle of the year, and now I'm back at it, it's from 8 to 9.30, and I don't schedule meetings around that, right? I don't yeah. schedule meetings over it. And so just for me, I just I, I love that, that system in the morning. I just – when I do it, they always ask, how do your best days begin? And that's how my best work day begins, right? And so if I want to <laughs> – if I want to have that productivity that over the next 90 days, I want to do the same thing every day. And I want to make sure that I focus on that. So again, we maybe have a little bit more control of our calendar than, than other people, but at the same time, like you said, those things that come up, I've, I've thought about how do I get rid of email or how do I have somebody else check email because it just becomes a time suck and it's not productive. Right? So if you can get those most important things out in the beginning of the day, I just know that my day is, is set up for success. So you talked about reading. So that's, that's one of your focus nineties uh, is so reading sure. the mind, right. And uh, doing stuff like that. That's good. Yeah. Like yeah. It. Reading's reading has been a big one for me. And again, I've just, I've loved that. We're I'm, a, I'm at least one book a month. You know, sometimes I've been two or three books You know, right now. Uh, I just got this one. It's called people fuel. It's um, gosh, it's been an awesome book so far. I'm two or three chapters in. So I just, for me, I, I just, I want to continue to get better. I've got such a growth mindset that, I think getting better every day, that's one of the biggest ways. If, if you have somebody who's lived something for 30 or 40 years and it takes me, you know, a month to read it and I can get a bunch of knowledge from that one or two nuggets, why wouldn't I do that? That's right. 10 pages a day, right? You may listen to this podcast and heard me talk about it. It's, it's uh, on the front page here in my journal. I wrote this in May 16th of 2019. The average business book has around 205 pages, right? Mindset book, growth book. So if I read 10 pages a day, that's 3,650 pages. That's on average 18 to 20 books a year, right? Over a three-year period, it's 55 to 60 books. Over a five-year period, 91 to 100 books. And 10 years, 182 to 200 books. And, you know, my question I wrote to myself, where will you be in 10 years? I mean, if you, if you read 150 to 200 books, Dan, and I read one, who's got a better likelihood, a uh, better chance of winning? I think I do. That guy, Right. That guy right there has a better chance of winning. So I can't impress upon people enough. It's just, it's such a simple habit, just 10 pages a day. And some days you go in and you can read 20, 30, 40, 50 pages. And some days it's like, it's really hard to get the 10 pages in because you're just not well, in that mindset. What was the shift for you? Because you talked about, you used to read a book and then put it down and you had so many unread books at your house. What for you, what was the shift that said, Hey, I'm going to, I'm going to start reading books. And I'm going to finish them. 
Yeah, it was just a commitment to myself. And, and to your point of tracking it is, and maybe I'm just this way and you're this way and not everybody is, but in my office, what you can't see, I've got this bookshelf in front of me and I've got it labeled, right? 2017, 2018, 2019, 2020. And, and I can see that in 2020 right now, I got to get my act together if I want to go out and beat what I did, the record of 25 books in 2018. For me, it's tracking it. And so I've been even more diligent about reading before bed. Um, and I'm also seeing mentally now what it's doing. So people that have listened to this podcast for the last few months are tired of hearing me talk about this whoop bracelet. It's, it's amazing what it's done, but I'm finding reading for 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour before bed, my sleep is better, right? So I track my sleep. The, the, the deep sleep, the REM sleep, is much better. So my recovery from exercise and throughout the day and stress is better. And so the book I'm reading right now is called Digital Minimalism. And so digital minimalism is all the stuff that this phone right here in my back pocket, what it does to us throughout the day. So whether you read this book, Digital Minimalism by Cal Newport, or you watch The Social Dilemma on Netflix, everything that's put in our system is done on purpose. Right? If you see social media, they'll say, oh, Dan Laurie uh, posted on Facebook. They're doing that because they're telling us, oh, Dan is not logged in enough. We need him more of his eyeball time. Sure. And they're doing that stuff to us. Right. So these notifications, we got to turn this crap off. And for me, that just, again, reading at night, and, but to answer your question, I apologize, was I get so tired of being the guy that had the bookmark halfway through a book or three or four chapters in and never finishing it. And it you, know, you toss it to the side. I got tired of being that guy. So I said, I'm just committing. I'm going to read all these books and I'm going to keep track of how many I've read. Love it. It's awesome. Yeah. So for you, I mean, obviously it's reading. It's, it's obviously the one client call you said a little bit ago. What else yeah. is in your Focus 90? Yeah, again, so handwritten notes has been a big one for me. Just loving on people, right? So my mission, I always say, is to be a positive guiding influence of people's lives, to love them and serve them. And for me, that's a way that I just love on people. It's just, you know, again, no expectations. I don't need anything, but whether it's a birthday, an anniversary, you know, I had a good conversation with a client. I, you know, you and I had a good conversation, right? I just send out three handwritten notes. The, um, and that's, that's been a, just a, an, an awesome thing that I've loved to do and get great feedback from that. So the journaling is another thing, you know, it's been really cool to look back through this. And I know you do that you, between Christmas and New Year's every year as you review these, but for me, it's just, if I've got something that's going on, you know, if I'm thinking about different ideas for this, you know, podcast this recording, um, you know, I, I, there's just so much good stuff in here. If I can take 30 minutes a day and think through ideas clearly and then go and implement them, yep. it just makes me, makes me better on a daily basis. So let me play devil's advocate. And obviously I'm doing this just because I believe everything you're saying, right? I do sure. the same things, but let's, let's be devil's advocate here. So if I'm the person I'm in sales or I'm the attorney or I'm a doctor, I'm whatever, right? Whatever that is. And I say, yeah, sure. this is great guys. I think it's a little, you guys are a little, a uh, little different than I am. We'll, we'll, <laughs> that, right? And so this reading thing, this journaling thing, this, you know, tracking my sleep thing, how does it really help me make a, be a better person or a better leader or a better physician or a better whatever, right? Fill in the blank. How is doing all this stuff make me better? Yeah. I think the reading books for me, it's helped me relate with people and it helps me solve, one, it helps me solve different issues in my life, but I can also relate to people. I probably send out more books than, than any other gifts to my clients, right? Because I, you know, a lot of times clients will be telling me something that I just read in a book. And so I can, I can send it out to them. 
But the other thing is we struggle with different things in our life or, you know, whether it's, I, so here's a journal entry on vision. What do I truly want in life? Right. I, you know, I question that a lot is what do we put on this earth for and what should I be doing? And am I in alignment with that? Right. I mean, I'm sure that that question comes up a lot to different people. Um, you know, why am I different than other advisors? Right. I mean, I'm just, what's, why am I a purple cow versus a brown cow? What makes me stand out? Right. I think there's just different things questions that come up in your life. And most people, they don't even give them a second thought, right? They just put them out of their mind. Whereas for me, I'm, I'm constantly going back and just saying, what, what makes me different? Or why did I get frustrated with my wife in this scenario? You know, what, what was that about? And trying to think through that. So for me, it just, I think it helps me be a little bit more balanced, helps me be a better, better husband, better with my kids, helps me be a better advisor for my clients. So I think if you want to get better in different areas of your life, be introspective, look inward and start to think through some of those scenarios. Yep. Yeah, I agree. And, and Robin, Sharma, Robin Sharma always talks about uh, ma- uh, clarity precedes mastery, right? And sure. so the clearer I can be, whether it's through reading books, spending time, you know, doing my own think time here on November 5th, you know, and all these things, I, I'm more clear. It eliminates that brain, fro- a brain fog that people talk about. And so again, if I can do that, I can end the year stronger because my brain is clear. If I can eliminate the noise, eliminate the distractions, put everything in one place. And what I do is I've got my journal, as you know, and you can probably see them back there all the years from August of 2005. So 15 plus years now of writing this stuff down and dreaming and thinking. I've now gone to a two journal strategy to where this is my dreams, my thinking, my notes, right? Of big things for me. And then my family, this is my daily journal. So I can go in here and it's very simple. I just draw a black line through the middle of the page I talk about my exercise, my mindfulness, my bed, my bedtime routine. And, and let me even pause there. What I mean by that is I get four kids. Bedtime routine is crazy, right? It's, it's, uh, it, it's, it's the most challenging time of the day. Let's put it that way, right? And so I want to know when I get up in the morning and I focus on this, what my bedtime routine is going to look like. But if I can do this at night before I go to bed, so I plan every night what the next day looks like. So if I know Dan Laurie's on my calendar today, what's the goal I want to get accomplished with Dan Laurie, right? What's my goal for bedtime routine tomorrow night? Because I know what I did tonight. I either sucked really bad at it, right? Or we crushed it. We were good. And I want to learn from that. And then my exercise, how did I do? Did I judge myself? And then what I do is go through attitude, right? The circus of success, my attitude, my belief system, my actions for the day. Are they ultimately getting me the results I want? And I can score myself through that. So those are the things that I do at night to then prepare for tomorrow because I think how we live today is what I did last night. Not, not what I did this morning or any of this kind of stuff. It's what I did last night in my belief. So what are your thoughts on that? Well, I'd say, but again, 10 years from now, right? If, if you're doing that stuff every day, you're journaling every day, you're think time, you're, you're working on, hey, here's some of the areas I want to get better in. I'm grading myself and I don't do any of that. Who wins 10 years from now? Yeah, I do. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's, it's huge. So you're right. Maybe, maybe, again, people aren't wired the same way as you and I, but I think, you know, if if you can get one or two of these ideas and we talk a lot about habit stacking the book, Atomic Habits, I love that because, you you know, take a habit that you already have, stack one of these habits in there, right? You brush your teeth every morning, stack a habit in there and and say, okay, I'm going to take five or 10 minutes and I'm going to read a book. And then once that becomes a habit, then you stack another habit in there. So, so Atomic Habits, say, I've heard you mention that numerous times. So I got to add that to the list. I got That's my next book. That's, huh? that's a fantastic book. So okay. again, habit stacking is, is a big one. If you've already got a habit, 
take something that you want to do, put it in there and then make that a habit and then just keep adding to it. I like it. So talk to us about the physical side. I know, uh, you know, exercise, fitness, all that stuff's very important in your life. So walk us through what a typical uh, fitness day with Dan Laurie is like. Yeah. So right now I wake up in the morning, I'm at four tens to wake up. And then I, so I go downstairs and I do Let me stop there. We're going to dissect this. All right. So four ten <laughs> in the morning, if my sure. alarm goes on at four ten in the morning, I'd tell you I'm pissed off. That means something <laughs> bad is happening. I don't want to be up at four ten. So maybe, right. so, so let's talk about that. How did you get into that habit? Cause that, again, your atomic habits maybe, but uh, before that, I know you've been very disciplined with this. Would you yeah. say it's the clarity of what you want from a fitness side of things and also having multiple kids that you have to do it yeah. or what made you build the habit at 410? Cause I can tell you, there's no way you wake up every morning at 410 and just jump out of bed and want to go work out. And maybe knowing you, you probably I, would do actually. I, I think once you get to a certain point, you enjoy it. So for me to go back to college, I've always been a morning person. Some people are night owls where they'd stay up and they'd study late at night. For me, nice. I'd get up in the morning. I'd cram. I'd get up at 4 a.m. to cram for an 8 a.m. class, right? That's, that's the system and how I would work it. I'd rather go to bed and get sleep. So since I've been in the workforce, right, I've always done that. I had, you know, Tim Hammett, the other owner of the firm, right? We, we used to get up and we do 5 a.m. workouts because he had young kids at the time. I didn't have any kids. And so now I've got three young boys at home. If I want to spend any time with my kids in the morning, I've got to get it done in the morning because middle of the day, I'm not as good at night. I don't know what my schedule is going to, what's, what it's going to be like. So I'd rather get it up and, and know that it's going to happen. So for me, you know, I could get up a little bit later, but then I'd be a little bit more rushed. I wouldn't be able to do my journals in the morning. So for me, that's, it's very intentional. Yep. So that's gotta be hard though. Every day at four ten. I think as long as you're going to bed at the right time, if I'm going to bed by, you know, 8.30 to 9.30, somewhere in that range, depending on what's going on that night, then I'm good for the next day. Now, if I laugh, man, I'm just getting my second win at 8.30 or 9. Finally, the, the Gilliland house is starting to quiet down a little bit. And I'm like, whew, <laughs> you know, I couldn't Your imagine. Going younger to bed. I went to bed at 9.57 last night and you'd have thought I hit the lottery. Like I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, this is amazing. Like this is the coolest thing ever. I couldn't believe I did it. Well, but you and I, we read that book about sleep, right? What yeah. uh, sleep smarter, that's the book. And so you start to figure those things out. Okay. If I can get seven and a half hours in, that's the, that's the perfect sleep for me. If I get, you know, anything less than that, it's usually not enough. So, yeah. so then I'm running a deficit. So for me, so, so four tens to get up and then I go downstairs and it, even before that, right. Go to the bathroom. I drink a bottle of water. I'll brush my teeth because that wakes me up. And then I'll go downstairs. I've got what's called a three, two, one journal that I do. So it's, it's a, basically a gratitude journal. It's three new things I'm thankful for, two affirmations, one big win. And what, so talk before. about that again for a second. Cause and I do something similar to that with gratitude, but I do again, I'm a night owl. You're a morning. I do mine at night. So yeah. I, I do last thing I do after I play in my day, I write in a gratitude journal. I've got, it goes with me everywhere but uh, I don't even remember where I was going with that, but Oh, so like how, what are those things? Are, are they big things? Like I'm just thankful for air or I'm thankful for, or is it just changed throughout the, the days? It, it changes again, you know, three new things. I'm trying to make that new stuff, right? So what am I thankful for from the day before? Right. So we had a great weekend. I didn't do it on Sunday, but my, my four-year-old, he, he went out and we cut wood for about eight hours on Saturday. He helped me the entire time. My youngest one and my oldest one went home with mom. They napped, whatever. He helped me for eight straight hours, right? I'm thankful for that. That's really right. cool, you know? And so there were three things there. The other two, two said, I'm out. I ain't doing this. 
Yeah, yeah. My oldest one said, "I want to go home and play Kindle." Youngest one's napping, <laughs> but yeah, he's like, he just he was in heaven. It was yeah. he was in his element. It was freaking awesome, and uh, so I'm thankful for that. And so two affirmations. So an affirmation is just affirming something about yourself, right? I'm a great husband. I'm a great father. And those will say somewhat consistent for me, but I'll also mix in different things. And then, you know, a big win and that we we want that to try to change, right? Maybe I signed on a new client. Maybe I, um, you know, I, I had a great night with my wife, whatever it may be, some sort of big win in there, something that I'm working on. And what you do is, um, this came from, the happiness advantage. Sean Acor wrote this book, but what you, what you do is you start to scan your day for positives versus negatives, right? If we're just left to our own vices, we're going to be negative. But if we can start to build that gratitude in there, you start to build this bank and this, this positive bank. And that's what we scan for throughout the day. So for me, that's another way that I like to start the day. I like it. So then fitness routine, what's your, what are you typically doing uh, to, again, we want to focus on ending strong, but I don't necessarily know if this is like, oh, this workout's an end of the year workout. It's an all year thing. Right. But I think again, if somebody needs to rechannel in their mind, okay, I got, it's November 9th or whatever it is today. uh, I want to focus till the end of the year. And then I want to start January 1st, 2021, right? A new year, big deal. What kind of fitness are you doing? Yeah, for me right now, I joined a CrossFit gym about three months ago. I've heard about it for years and years and thinking about it. So I actually joined that because I, so I had different coaches and different buddies build workouts for me. One of my guys that I used to go to college with, he's a personal trainer, a very good one. I've got another client in Chicago who's a personal trainer. So I, throughout the last four or five years, I've had those guys build me workouts. Then I would go to Gold's Gym in the morning and do it. Um, I've I joined CrossFit a few months ago and I love it. I don't have to build the workouts. I've got camaraderie. I show up, I do the workout. I, you know, it kicks my butt. And so for me, I've, I've either tried to hire people who are really good at what they do to build it. Here's my goals. Here's what I, you know, here's what I want to accomplish. Build me the workout. And now it's nice because I, you know, the last three months I've been playing some of the best volleyball I've ever played doing these workouts and I feel good after it. I feel like my body, you know, I'm in good shape. So I just tried to, to hire it out to other people who are really good at what they do. Yep. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm a Peloton guy. So the bike is you know here over my shoulder or the tread at home and it's, I need somebody to tell me what to do. Right. Or, or I need somebody to push me a little bit. Sure. Um, but I also don't want to be in a class with a ton of people. I like just being in my, my element by myself and, and making it happen. So well, how do you find the discipline to do it then? Um, I think for me, it's, it's, as I'm, you know, I'm going to be turning my birthdays this Saturday, I'll be 43 on Saturday. And I think as I'm getting older and I see my kids getting older, I think about the long-term longevity of what I want to do with my kids. Right. I want to be able to, to go, they're starting to get into golf and I want to be able to be the guy golfing with my kids late in life. And I, I want to, I want to do that stuff, but I know it takes the time today to make sure that stuff happens. And so I think it's again, clarity, right? So if I'm clear on the picture, it actually makes me go out and do it. And, and I think the more public you are with it and the more you share it with other people and the more you talk about it, the more accountability there is as well. Because I know if I see you sometime, you're going to be like, hey, man, how's your workout going? And I got to say, uh, I haven't done anything for five weeks. Or, you know, so, and, and it's also who you surround yourself with. I surround myself with a lot of successful, you know, guys and they exercise and they stay active and, and it's, it's finding what you enjoy. And so for me, I can't just go out and run four and five and six miles. I, I, you know, mentally it just drains me. I get bored. Uh, it's not that I can't do it physically. I just, you know, my mind, I'm just like, I, I, I go off on this in the right field and I don't know what's going on. And so 
I have found the Peloton boot camps to be really good because you can run for seven minutes and then you go do, you know, weights for seven minutes and then you're back to running for seven minutes and back to weights for seven minutes. And it's, you know, each class is different, obviously. And so I, I've just found that to be really, really good. And I think that when you start making the choice, you feel better. And so, you know, I've had a really good year of exercise and it's not been a habit of mine throughout my life, but I would say 2020, if there's a silver lining in this year for me, one of the things I will take away from it is getting in really good shape by committing to exercise. And then you commit to hydration. You know, I, I've always drank a ton of water, but now it's tracking it like this goofy little bottle here. That's gray bottle that, uh, you know, it's eight bottles uh, or eight things on it. And I've had my eight glasses of water today and, and so on and so forth. And so it's, it's also planning the night before, like you just said, it's getting the water ready the night before, put a little sea salt in it, put a little lemon in it and, and do that. Then drink my green juice after that. And then, you know, I have goals for how much water I want to drink throughout the day. And so uh, it makes your choices easier for then when they say, do you want a soda or do you want water at lunch? It's just, I want water. Right. And yep. again, these are choices that I've struggled with. So I say this on this podcast, like, Oh, like it's easy. No, I struggle every single day with it. You know, I haven't had a soda except for today. I had a soda for lunch today because I was like, ah, screw it. I'm going to have one. But I'm, I bet I haven't had one in, I don't know, seven, eight weeks. And uh, awesome. it's, it's, it's been crazy, you know? And so, uh, I don't know, it's just little things that you commit to. And then it's like a drug, man. You become, you become addicted to it. And, uh, yep. and, and you just got to make those choices and the sleep. And I have found tracking my sleep, tracking my workouts, you know, tracking what I eat, things like that. Just for, again, for me, it's not because I want to gain or lose weight. Mine is more of, I want to eat healthy. You know, you can be a skinny guy, but still be unhealthy. Right. And so Correct. I want to, I want to be healthy and skinny. And so, um, it's just finding that food instead of eating the burger and fries. It's, you know, maybe you have the chicken and, and a salad and not near well, as much fun. Uh, but it certainly makes you feel better. Well, I was saying, you and I have talked about that too. One of the things for me is I, you know, I deal with some anxiety, right. And yep. I, you know, I, if I drink caffeine and I don't work out, man, that, that does not manifest well for me. So yeah. I know that again, when I'm positive, when I can get up and I can, you know, work out and get the endorphins going, get, you know, get some of that energy out for me, I just, that's how my best mornings begin. So again, I just, I would challenge people on that is how do your best morning begin? And then how many days in the next 90 days are you going to start that way? That's right. That's absolutely right. Um, so when you think about 2020 and what you've all learned, let's now focus on starting strong going into 2021. What, what's one thing for you, either in your professional life, your personal life, your physical life, What's one thing that you say, you know what, this is going to be my thing for 2021. Is there a theme for the year? And if there's not, I apologize. I'm putting you on the spot. Maybe you haven't gotten there yet, but is there a theme for the year? I think for me, it's, it's systems, just getting systems around what I'm doing. So on the business side, we've got the 12 week year on my fitness side. I said, I've got CrossFit there. Um, one of the things that I've been struggling with is just how do I be a good dad? Right. I think I'm being a good dad, I'm, but there's no rule book out there and there's no, accountability system. And there's, you know, so we're actually putting together, I've got a buddy who runs a, a podcast, the Christian dad podcast. And so I just said, how do we get a group of Christian dads together to do it similar to our coaching group, but just, you know, get in there. Maybe you have guys that have a couple spotlight sessions and, you know, they, they get to talk about what they're struggling with. You get other guys who, who can rally around them. Right. So I think for me, it's just, how do we get other systems in place around, okay, being a better dad or other things in, in maybe in my life that I'm struggling with. So, you know, one of the things I want to do a little bit more is, is, you know, speak and coach. 
So, you know, we were just talking about Toastmasters, right? So I think that's for me is how do we be balanced in, in all those different areas of life and continue to get better? So I think that's for me, that's, that's been one of the, one of the big things as I think about 2021. Yeah, I'm, I'm a broken record, man. I really am. And I know that about myself, but I also found for me, again, this, this black journal, right? If I want everything you just said, right? My physical life, my parent life, my uh, husband life, my all this stuff, right? So if I want to be a better husband, I mean, all these things, I got I to gotta think, I got to slow down. I got a strategic think time and you got to have that built into your calendar. And for me, for years, it was built in at, you know, from one to two thirty on Thursdays, or then it became two to three thirty on Thursdays. And, and, and so now it's just a habit that you just do it. And I think it's so important to slow down with all the craziness going on in our life to actually slow down and score yourself on how you're doing in those areas. You know, mine's faith, family, fitness, fun, and firm, right? Those five things, if I can score myself in those five buckets, but then also the decision to say yes or no goes sure. through that same filter, right? Is it going to help our firm, right? So our clients, our community, our advisors, right? Those, those things, are, that's what I would call you know, our firm, right? Clients, mm -hmm. advisors, community. If it says yes or no through that lens, then that's when you say yes or no. And then you take all the emotion out of it. And I think for me, if I can help people for 2021, that would be the thing is, is learning the power of no or learning the power of yes for the right reasons. Sure. Right? Versus just being pulled in 90 different directions this year is how do we focus on keeping this silver lining of life slowing down right now? For me, it's been really good. Right. And so I know there's lots of businesses and lots of people hurting and I understand that and I can respect the heck out of that because it's real. But at the same time, those same people, what can they learn from this year that they can take 2021 forward? And we don't fall into the same trap of just running around with our chicken with a head cut off because it's just busy life. Sure. Yeah. And I, well, I, I was going back to my books and I pulled out this one book you were talking about essentialism, one. right? So that's the other thing is, is, as people are thinking through this, I mean, it's, it's usually not, you know, people want they get this goal setting and they want to, they want to change a million things. They get all these tactics we're going to do. And I, I would just challenge people is to say, just, you know, one or two things, you change one or two things. And that just has a tremendous impact when you do it for 12 months. Right. I mean, I don't, you, you know that, right. You talk about that all the time. Yep. So here's what I would tell people. If, if we can have a, a one pager, if you will, and, and I'm writing it as we go because it's just, it's on my head. It's on my mind of what, what I think people need to do. So if you have a 2021 business plan as at the top, write down your purpose. So what is your purpose, right? You've said your purpose earlier and say it again. Yeah. Mission is to be a positive guiding influence in people's lives to love them and serve them. Yeah. So it's beautiful, right? Mine is to help people achieve a future greater than their past. And so if we can do that, especially through here with the best tips and tools through wealth management and, you know, and mindset and thinking, then we win, right? We win on that purpose. So what is your purpose, your mission, whatever you want to call it, write that at the top. So if it's to help people achieve a future greater than their past, that's what I start with. You know, what, what are your five-year goals? So what do you want to do five years from today? Slow down. If you don't have a purpose, take 30 minutes, figure out your oh, purpose. Yes. hundred percent. Right? Yeah. <laughs> hundred percent. Yeah. Define what that purpose is, that mission, that why, when you know your why, anyhow is possible. So do that. And then you tie your five year, which would, what I would be your longer term goals. And I know some people will say a 10 year and a 20 year goal for me. It's, it's, that's, that's great to have a 10 and 20 year goal, but it's really hard to wrap my brain around that, right? 20 years from now, but five years, I can wrap my brain around that. Then let's, let's go back and, and dial it back into a three year goal and then dial it back into a one year goal 
and then dial it back into your 90 day goal or your, your 12 week goal, whatever you may be, whatever it may be. Sure. And then for me, it's tied it back into those 90 days. And what do I need to do daily to make sure those, that, that 90 day goal gets hit. Right. So write down five year, three year, one year, 90 day goal. And then what I do with the 90 day goal then is tie that back to my focus 90 focus. So focus to describe that better, more in detail, the first 90 minutes of your day. And it doesn't mean from the second you wake up, I do mine after the kids are gone into school right now. Right. So I don't do it from, you know, if we get them up at whatever, say seven o'clock, I'm not doing it from five 30 to seven. I'm doing it from the time they leave until that 90 minutes is up. And yep. that's how I start my day every single day. And so do that 90 minute focus, but in there, there's got to be something that's going to help you hit your 90 day goal, which is going to help, help, help you hit the one year goal, the three year goal and the five year goal. Yep. So. It, yeah. I would say too, the other thing. So for me, I get a little fuzzy when I get five years, I'm more of a two to three year goal. So, yep. so for me, that's what works. Um, I would say the biggest thing for me this last year was having an accountability partner. So you, that's something you've got to figure out whether it's you hire a coach. So for me, I went out and hired a coach, but within there, I've got some accountability folks. Yeah. If you're going to put this system in place and do all the work to, to get to where I know what this is my, you know, my, my focus 90, I, you need to have somebody else out there because left our own vices, right? We're going to do it for a week and then we're going to be off of it, right? Just like New Year's resolution. So who is a peer or a coach you can hire or somebody out there who's going to help you accomplish what you want to accomplish? I like that. So uh, I get feedback a lot on this question that people like is I always ask if I steal your phone, I take Dan Laurie's phone and I'm going to delete one app from it. And it can't be email because you got to have that for work, but you're going to delete one thing from your phone. What's that one app that you just, you hope to God, I don't delete. Hope to God you don't delete. I don't delete. Like You can't live without this app on your cell phone. You know what? The one that I would say recently because of the workouts I've been doing is called Wattify. Wattify. Not, sorry, never not heard Wattify. of it. Not Wattify, that's within the CrossFit, but Romwod, sorry, Romwod, R-O-M-W-O-D. And it's a stretch, it's a stretching app. So it's, uh, you know, probably eight, 15 to 20 minutes a day. Some days you've got longer workouts, but for me, that's just, I'm a big stretcher anyways, but especially now that I've been in CrossFit, I mean, that's a, that's a huge one for me, just so that way I can get these. And they're, you know, longer poses where you might hold something for two, three, four minutes. And it's, uh, mm. I just feel amazing after. Nice. I like it. And that's so critical for our long-term success as well, right? And these are little yeah. things that maybe people thought two financial guys would get on here and talk about how you save more money and how you do that stuff. And that is obviously very critically important, right? You got to be able to yeah. save money to hit your retirement goals. You got to do all those things. But in my opinion, these are the things that also allow you to be more successful, to probably make more money, to then be able to save more money, right? And, and that's sure. the way that that works. And, and little things like that, when your body's in sync and it's, it's going on all cylinders, you're going to be a heck of a lot more energy, a heck of a lot more focus at work to do the right things. Let me flip that question around for you. What's the app? I don't know if you said that already. No, I haven't. And I, nobody's flipped it. So I appreciate that. But it, it's mine's boring. It, but it's it's uh, my camera app, man. I am a you probably know this about me. I am a camera dork. And I love I love photography. I love videos, all that kind of stuff. And so I just, um, yeah, I hope to God I'll go back and enjoy all this stuff throughout my life. But I, I go through every single 90 days. Uh, so every quarter I go through my camera app. And I scroll through from, you know, so if it's, let's just use the January 1st to March 31st, uh, I will go through and look at every single photo I took from January 1st till March. 
And then I take that and I write it down in a journal. So again, process, right? So I write down sure. everything that we were to do as a family that I thought was something I never want to forget. And for me, when I write it down, it goes right into that, you know, it's like a, like a brain tattoo and it goes in there and it's helped me be, be more in the moment and enjoy the moment throughout the year. And so I got the journal over here and I could, you know, go through and tell you the date, what we did, where we were at. And then you just kind of, after you're done writing it all down, I go through and I look at all that stuff and you think about, wow, like look at the things that we've done together. Right. And it may be as little as uh, it was a snow day and we went sledding for five hours as a family. And that's pretty cool, right? Or maybe it was, hey, this big thing happened at work. That's pretty cool, right? And so sure. uh, for me, it'd be the photo app just because of the, the, the stuff that you can remember and create and look back on and with fond memories. So, And again, the one thing that you've always said that I just, I totally resonate with this and why I've started doing it is to be able to pass your journals on, to think about that, to pass your journals on to your kids and your grandkids right. and, and that legacy that you get to leave in the same way with your library. I just... Um, it might seem a little monotonous, you know, you saying that, but at the same time to think about, you know, somebody a hundred years from now being able to read oh. what you wrote. I mean, that's just, it's amazing. Well, I can't imagine finding like my grandpa's like, you know, one of my two grandpas in their journals of things they were writing about, you know, one, a banker, one, a farmer, right. And the things that they were doing and thinking about and what they were trying to work on. I'm like, how cool would that be? And yeah. now they may get it and burn it. You know, I have no idea, but in my mind, they're going to actually do something with it and it's going to make a difference for my grandkids and great grandkids. Right. Sure. Well, that's awesome. And anything else uh, you think we should be chatting about Dan Laurie? I think that's, I mean, again, I think that's it. it just, I know for me, it was 18 months ago. It was just a desire to change. So hopefully people have that desire to change and then, they just figure out a system of how to do it. I think we've given them some nuggets here today, but no, I think, um, I think we're good. Awesome, man. Yeah. I think too, is just when you're, when you're thinking about it right now, just one thing you can think about is, and I, and I did a little video about this is what's your new normal. And uh, you can find that on YouTube, our YouTube channel. You can find it on social media, all my channels, but what's your new normal now, right? You, you've gone through this deal for basically what, eight months, where our lives have been shut down, probably will stay that way for you know a number more months. And and so, what's the silver lining? What's your new normal? That's gonna the things that you're gonna take away from this stuff and implement into your life, and then uh, make sure you're living the best life that you want to live. And so, uh, yeah. that would be my call to action today, along with the one pager. You know, your purpose, your mission, spending time figuring that out if you don't already know it. And also, I would say to that is, it, it took me, you know years and years to find that perfect saying for me of achieving a future greater than your past. And I've constantly worked on it. So don't think the, you know, this, these stars are going to align and this bright light's going to come on and say, well, you know, you found it. It, it doesn't work that way, but you, you just got to spend time on it and just craft it uh, throughout the, the years and, uh, and see what happens. Yeah. Maybe said a different way. What does a situation make possible? My coach has said that throughout the year, right? Hey, yep. we're in this new pandemic. What does a situation make possible? Constantly be asking yourself that. And I just think, you know, amazing ideas will come up with it through that question. I like it. Great stuff. Well, Dan, thanks for joining me on the Circuit of Success, man. It's always fun having you. Absolutely. Thanks, Brett. Tune in next week for another episode of The Circuit of Success with Brett Gilliland on the lineupmedia.fm podcast network. Subscribe to the show on iTunes, 
Google Play, Stitcher, and through our website, circuitofsuccess.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter and email any questions to info at circuitofsuccess.com. This podcast was a presentation of lineupmedia.fm.